Good night. How are you, friends? It's a little bit late. I was a little bit late doing some work. I ran out, ran over a uh, normal scheduled time, but you know what? That's okay. It's not bad. I was working. <clears throat> Got a kind of like a new format going on today. It's going to emphasize mostly on the logo. Uh, there's no need for you guys to see my pretty face. Um, I know if you miss it, um, I might make a comeback, but being a, a talk show that does, uh, you know, call in, there's no need for you to see my face. So I left it just as it is. So welcome you to another show of Strange Days Live, a call-in show from anybody that wants to speak about anything supernatural or weird or abnormal. I've realized that shows tend to take the identity as they uh, go on, right? As they go on and the shows get bigger and the shows start developing an identity on its own, so who am I to stagnate the process? I think <clears throat> having um, a nice set of um, ideas prior to commencement of the show, it's important and that's what I'm gonna do. Now, the calls are always welcome. When they come in, they can be about anything at all, but I think I'm gonna have to start having a topic uh, for the show, which makes sense. That way I can sort of, I don't have to ad-lib for about an hour. Um, and uh, it makes sense for the listeners. Let's see here. Just gonna get the message board ready. Cool. <clears throat> so first topic that I picked was uh, cryptozoology. That's already uh, in, it's part of our shows that I've been, I've been um, recorded and you can listen to them on your off times. Today I said, you know what, what will be an interesting show to do? And I think that uh, to do a show about um, what if history will be very interesting. I've always liked uh, for example, I don't know if you guys watched the Amazon show called, uh, what was it? <laughs> yeah, a good moment to forget. It was a show, um, The Man in the Invisible Castle. It was an alternate reality show based on what would have happened or what if had Nazi Germany won the World War II. And I think it's a extremely interesting topic and I know that I've always, I often wonder what would happen if things would have gone a different way how our, our world would have changed you know so um, to start off the show I'm gonna the, f the first thing I want to talk about is what if the Cuban, the Cuban Missile Crisis had escalated to a nuclear war uh, I'll give a little intro, I'll give a couple of tip points, and I'll, I'll, I'll give a little bit of trivia in regards to how that was adverted from occurring. So for those of you that don't know what the Cuban Missile Crisis was about, it was actually a 13-day standoff which occurred in 1962 between the United States and the Soviet Union. This was actually and arguably the closest that the world has ever come to a full-grade, full-scale nuclear war. If this uh, crisis had escalated to such a catastrophic outcome, the, the consequences would have been earth-shattering and earth-shaping. Um, I mean, we came within seconds <clears throat> of engaging with Russia in a nuclear war. You know, it was something that was um, quite scary up to this point because um, it had never been you know it never happened before we have never had the capabilities to to have a full-blown nuclear war between two powerhouses and um, had it not been for some courageous people out there uh, we could have been uh, speaking Russia right now, Russian, or we could have not been speaking at all. So 
basically, let me give you a little bit of background on the Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, the United States back in the early 60s and the Soviet Union were engaged in a Cold War, uh, which was basically characterized by ideological, political, and military rivalry without any direct armed conflict, okay? It's mostly about influence, influencing the West, uh, the West is the Western influence and the Soviet influence. Now, in 1959, Fidel Castro, which was uh, a revolution, a Cuban revolutionary, uh, was able to overthrow Batista's government in Cuba and was able to set up a communist government in its place thus Cuba becoming an ally of the Soviet Union. Now Cuban, the, Cuba is very strategic as far as um, location because it's only 90 miles off of the coast of Florida. So this made the Americans very uncomfortable to have somebody that could potentially ally with one of our number one uh, enemies and to have somebody, uh, not, not, not only an ally, but somebody who could support him militarily so close to home. So in 1961, the United States actually attempted to overthrow Fidel Castro's re uh, regime with the failed Bay, Bay of Pigs invasion. <clears throat> they tried to use a lot of expats uh, of Cuban descent to overthrow the, the government, but um, they didn't provide the support needed for them to be able to accomplish that task. The United States also played Jupiter missiles with nuclear warheads in Turkey near the Soviet Union. So you have the U.S. intervening and sort of bringing forth uh, the Soviet Union into, in, into an uncomfortable position, you know, to try to first overthrow a government that was at the, on the side of the Soviets. And then they start placing missiles in Turkey, which is near the, Union, the, the Soviet Union. So in response to these actions, and feeling very threatened, Soviet Premier Nikita Khrushchev decided to secretly deploy nuclear missiles in Cuba. Again, which was geographically close to the United States. Uh, and the construction of the missile bases began in the summer of 1962. This was a time in which the U.S. had John F. Kennedy as president. On October 14th of 62, a UNIS reconnaissance plane discovered evidence of the missile bases uh, in Cuba, and President John F. Kennedy was informed immediately. Kennedy and his advisors, in a series of intense meetings, decided to respond to the crisis with a Navy blockade of Cuba, demanding the removal of the missiles. So basically, an a total isolation of the island of Cuba. The crisis escalated very rapidly with both the U.S. and the Soviet Union, you know, making public statements and starting to mobilize their military forces. The world, on the other hand, watched very nervously as the U.S. Navy established a naval blockade termed a quarantine in order to use, avoid the term blockade around Cuba, intercepting Soviet ships expected of carrying additional missiles. Diplomatic negotiations occurred through back-channels communications between Kennedy and Nikita Khrushchev. And the crisis reached its most perilous point when a U.S. U-2 reconnaissance plane was shot down over Cuba on October 27th. <clears throat> now, the normal resolution of events is that on October 28, 1962, Khrushchev actually agreed to dismantle the missile bases in Cuba and remove the missiles in exchange for a public commitment from the U.S. not to invade Cuba and a secret agreement to remove the U.S. missiles from Turkey. The crisis finally was averted and the world breathed a sign of relief as the superpower stepped back from the brink of nuclear war. The aftermath of everything that occurred um, had several consequences, including the increased awareness of the dangers of nuclear uh, brinkmanship, the establishment of a direct hotline between Washington and Moscow to improve communications between these superpowers, and it actually uh, it led to the Partial Nuclear Test Ban Treaty of 1963, which banned nuclear testing in the atmosphere, outer space, and underwater. The Cuban Missile Crisis is a stark reminder of how close the world came to the catastrophic nuclear conflict during the Cold War 
and to this day it serves as a testament to the importance of diplomacy in crisis management and preventing such disasters in our future. So let's see what would have happened. Now this is a, a study based on information gathered from different sources of what would happen if the conflict had not stopped. Had not stopped. So the Cuban Missile Crisis would have uh, had different points. The first one obviously would have been a domino effect. A nuclear war resulting from the Cuban Missile Crisis would have likely triggered a cascade of events, drawing in other nations with nuclear capabilities, and this could have led to a global conflict involving not just the U.S. and the Soviet Union, but also their respective allies. Think World War III nuclear. This also would have been a humanitarian catastrophe. The immediate impact of a nuclear exchange would have been a massive loss of life and widespread destruction. Major cities, military installations, and infrastructures on both sides would have been obliterated. The long-term effects of radiation exposure and nuclear fallout would have caused countless death and a lot of suffering. This also brings forth the question of environmental consequences. Nuclear explosions would have caused fires, which in turn could have released large amounts of soot and smoke into the atmosphere, leading to a nuclear winter. This phenomenon could have caused a drastic drop in global temperatures, severely impacting the agriculture and potentially causing famine on a global scale. This would have led to economic collapse. The devastation of nuclear war would have triggered a worldwide economic collapse, leading to widespread poverty, unemployment, and social upheaval. Political fallout would have definitely been part of this. The geopolitical landscape would have been dramatically altered. International institutions like the United Nations might have struggled to function, and the world would have extended a period of extreme uncertainty and power shifts. Ongoing tensions would also be a side effect of uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis if it had in fact turned into a fallout war. Even if the world, if the war had ended relatively quickly, the tensions between the U.S. and the Soviet Union would have persisted for years. Scalation or even accidental launches of nuclear weapons in the post-war era would have remained a constant threat. And after that, this would have generated a totally different world order. The outcome of a nuclear war would have likely resulted in a very different world order, with new power dynamics, new alliances emerging, and this could have had, had far-reaching implications both for the balance of power, diplomacy, and global security. So it's essential to remember that the Cuban Missile Crisis was ultimately resolved through diplomatic means, with both sides agreeing to concessions of the escalations and both getting what they wanted uh, in regards to averting this catastrophe. And this crisis has served as a powerful reminder of the catastrophic consequences of nuclear conflict and the importance of diplomacy and negotiation in preventing such outcomes in the future. It should stand as a <clears throat> lesson for future generations about the need to prioritize peace and international cooperation in an increasingly complex and interconnected world. There's a gentleman who should be noted as being a hero when it comes to preventing this disaster from occurring. His name was Vasily Alexandrovich Arkhipov, and he was a Soviet naval officer who was born in 1926 in Russia. He, this man probably played the most critical role during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Arkhipov served as the deputy commander and flotilla commander of the Soviet submarine B-59 during the Cuban Missile Crisis. On October 27, 1962, the B-59 submarine was submerged near Cuba and had come under attack from U.S. Navy vessels, which began dropping practice depth charges to force the submarine to the surface. These depth charges were not intended to cause any significant damage, but they were meant to signal the U.S. determination to force a quarantine around Cuba, quarantine or blockade. Inside the B-59, conditions were deteriorating very rapidly. The submarine had lost total contact with Moscow 
and was unaware that the United States had instituted a blockade rather than a full-scale attack. The crew was running out of oxygen and temperatures inside the submarine were rising. Naval officer Arkhipov, as the deputy commander, played a crucial role in the decision-making process. When the captain and political officer of the B-59 wanted to launch a nuclear torpedo against the U.S. Navy ships, Arkhipov opposed the idea. His, disin his dissecting vote was crucial in preventing the launch of a nuclear weapon. As unanimous consent among the three senior officers was required, Arkhipov was the only one that voted against it. Ultimately, Arkhipov's cool-headedness and his insistence on not resorting to nuclear weapons prevailed. The Soviet submarine surfaced peacefully, avoiding a catastrophic escalation of the Cuban Missile Crisis into a full-scale nuclear war. Vasily Arkhipov's action during this critical moment in history helped prevent a potential global catastrophe. His role in averting nuclear conflict went largely unnoticed for many years, but has since been recognized as one of the most important acts of restraint during the Cold War era. Mr. Arkhipov passed away in 1998, but his legacy lives on as a symbol of the importance of rational decision-making and diplomacy in the face of nuclear brinkmanship. Can you imagine what a world, a post-nuclear war world would look like today? I mean, these questions are unfathomable. I would totally feel that this would be a, a totally changed and different world to what we have now. Um, so, but what do you guys think? What, what do you guys feel will be some of the changes that, that we could have maybe experienced had this happened? I'm going to go up to the, open up the phone lines. It's 977-1159, 951-977-1159. Say hi to some listeners. JD, what's up everybody? How are you? JD, good to see you here. Uh, no live video feed today? No, I'm not having any live video. I don't feel that... Um, there's a need for it. It's just me talking on the mic, and this gives you more of a, that AM radio feel. And um, yeah, so I just kind of tried it out. Clutch says hello. How you doing, Clutch? So that's one of the scenarios that I kind of wanted to touch base on today on our uh, what if history. Some of the other, you know, some of the other, um, some of the other things to consider are, for example, what if the Library of Alexandria hadn't been destroyed? What if the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand had been prevented? You know, as you know, the assassinations what triggered World War Two, World War One. Excuse me. What if the Spanish Armada had successfully invaded England in 1588? What if the American Revolution had failed? What if the French Revolution had never occurred? What if the Berlin Wall had never fallen? What if the Industrial Revolution had not occurred? What if the Ottoman Empire had not fallen? And what if the internet had never been invented? That's an interesting one. I want to look into that a little bit more. about what you guys go ahead and post in the in the chat some a couple of scenarios that come to mind uh in regards to uh, what if scenarios so what the world would look like without the internet so in this alternate reality when the internet was never created the world had followed a significantly different path while some aspects of modern life remain very familiar Many fundamental aspects of society, communication, and technology are distinct from what we know today. Point number one, communication. Without the internet, traditional forms of communications would have remained dominant. People rely very heavily on landline telephone, postal mail, and face-to-face -face interactions. 
Long-distance communication is more time-consuming and costly, shaping a world where personal connections are more localized. The way we access information would have been different as well had the internet not ever been invented. Uh, the absence of the internet has led to a reliance on, print, uh, on printed materials such as books. Um, excuse me. Yeah, the absence of the internet has led to a reliance on printed materials such as books, newspapers, and magazines for more information. Libraries and physical archives play even a more crucial role in knowledge dissemination. Hence, more books, people would have been having access to more newspapers, more, more magazines, and our primary source of learning would have been more libraries, as we saw, you know, we saw past 60s and the 70s. Business and e-commerce. E-commerce as we know it does not exist. Shopping is primarily done in physical stores and businesses rely on traditional marketing channels like print ad, billboards, and television commercials. Small local business flourish. Entertainment. The absence of streaming services and online gaming means that entertainment revolves around television, radio, movie theaters, and physical media like DVDs and CDs would have been king. Local theaters and live performances would have been thriving. What happened to our social life? Social life in a post-not-internet world is primarily now face-to-face. -face. People tend to have closer-knit local communities. The concept of social media as we understand it today is non-existent, leading to different dynamics and relationships in social networking. Education. Traditional classroom-based education remains the norm, with libraries and textbooks serving as the primary source of information for students. Distance learning is limited to correspondence courses and occasional televised programs. Technology and innovation. Innovation in technology focuses more on improving existing devices and infrastructures rather than the rapid develop of development of digital technologies. Computers are specialized tools and used for a specific task and information is stored on physical media like floppy disks and CDs. Privacy. Privacy concerns are less centered on digital surveillance and personal information. They remain relatively secure. However, concerns about government and corporate surveillance through traditional means still persist. Globalization. The world is less interconnected, making international communication and trade very challenging. Travel remains a primary means of experiencing different cultures and expanding one's horizons. Politics and activism. Without the Internet's capacity for mass mobilization, political movements and activism rely heavy on grassroots organization, public meetings, and traditional media to spread their message. Overall, a world without the Internet is marked by a slower pace of life, greater reliance on physical resources and interaction, and a different set of challenges and opportunities. While it lacks the convenience and global connectivity of our internet-driven world, it offers a unique perspective on how society might have evolved in the absence of this transformative technology. So for all of us that grew up in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, this is pretty much the world that they're referring to here. And um, this is a, a world that likely will never come back again. You know, it's a world that brings a lot of fond memories. And uh, I agree that people used to be more connected. They used to be more um, focused on making relationships. And uh, they tended to relax a little bit more than we do now. So yeah, that, that, that's isn't that that's an interesting what if scenario. I haven't I, I never really thought about that before. It's very cool. Let's go to the next one. I think this one would have been interested. Um, let's see here. So this scenario will be what if. What if the Berlin Wall had never fallen? Scenario, the perpetual Berlin Wall. In this hypothetical scenario where the Berlin Wall never fell, 
The world of the 21st century is vastly different from what we know today. The continuing division of Berlin and, G Berlin and Germany has, has enduring consequences for international relationships, geopolitics, and the daily lives of people on both sides of the wall. The Cold War would have been the Cold War would have been prolonged. The Berlin Wall remains a symbol of the Cold War, which continues to define global politics. The tensions between the Western Bloc, led by the United States, and the Eastern Bloc, led by the Soviet Union, persist. The arm race and proxy conflicts continue unabated, with the world remaining on the brink of a nuclear conflict. Divided Germany. Germany remains partitioned into East and West Germany, each under the influence of their respective superpowers. The economic, cultural, and political disparities between the two Germanys persist, resulting in a divided nation with two very distinct different identities. Reinforcement of security measures. The Berlin Wall is continuously fortified and modernized. Surveillance technology and border control measures become highly advanced, making it nearly impossible for citizens on either side to escape or cross to the other side. Stagnation in the East. East Germany remains under the authoritarian rule of the German Democratic Republic. The state-controlled economy struggles to compete with the vibrant market economies of the West, resulting in economic stagnation and limited individual freedoms for the East Germans, thus creating economic disparities. West Germany becomes one of the wealthiest countries in Europe, while East Germany lags behind, experiencing chronic economic hardships. This persistent division fuels resentment and social unrest in the East. Limited cultural exchange. The exchange of ideas, culture, and information between East and West is highly restricted. People on both sides have limited exposure of the culture, artistic, and intellectual developments of the other side. Their international relations. The global landscape remains polarized. Countries across Europe and beyond are forced to navigate between the West and East blocs, leading to a more precarious balance of power. Escalation of conflicts. The lack of diplomatic progress and cooperation between the superpowers results in more frequent proxy conflicts in other parts of the world, exacerbating regional tensions and instability. The fall of other walls. The enduring presence of the Berlin Wall serves as a precedent for other nations to build walls, both physically and metaphorically, further dividing the world into isolated pockets of influence. Cultural evolution. In the long term, the persistent division of Berlin and Germany fosters separate cultural identities and values on each side. The reunification of Germany becomes an increasingly distant and unlikely prospect. This scenario envisions a world where Berlin Wall never fell, and its enduring presence perpetuated the global war's division. Tensions and consequences well into the 21st century, this serves as a stark reminder of the historical significance of the Wall's fall in shaping the modern world. Reading the last paragraphs kind of reminds me a little bit of, of the differences between North and South Korea, you know? South Korea thriving, uh, Western ice, and then you have North Korea where people are just brainwashed and robots. So this is a very cool scenario. Um, and I, I agree with some of the precedents. I think that the other countries would have had to utilize the same methods. And that would have led to, you know, stagnation of nations, um, disparities in, in education, disparities in wealth. And... Um, basically becoming two distinct countries. It's very interesting. John Alvarado commented, if the Berlin Wall hadn't fallen or no fall of the Soviet Union, no Putin. Yes, no Putin, that's cool. We would have had, uh, who knows who, <laughs> who would have been that? Yeah, who would have been their leader, right? Let's see.
this third scenario is very very interesting this is so but what if the brits had won the american revolutionary war so the scenario is the british victory in the american revolutionary war in this alternate history scenario, England successfully defeats the American colonies during the Revolutionary War, resulting in the continuation of British rule over North America. This outcome has profound implication for both the United States and the British Empire. 1. Maintain colonial control. England maintains control over the American colonies preventing the Declaration of Independence and the establishment of the United States as an independent nation, which lead to unresolved grievances. While the British Empire quells the American rebellion, tension and grievances between the colonists and the British government continue to simmer. The lack of representation and taxation issue persists, potentially leading to future conflicts. Different borders. The geography of North America remains very distinct, with the British Empire retaining control over the entire eastern seaboard. The western ex expansion of the British colonies continues unimpended. Slavery and abolition. Slavery would have remained deeply entrenched in the British colonies, and the, strugger, the struggles for abolition faces a different trajectory without the influence of American revolutionary ideas which would also have affected the Native American relations. Native American tribes may face different dynamics as British policies towards indigenous people different from those of the United States. This could have led to a unique historical development for the Native Americans. Impact of the British Empire. The successful suppression of the American rebellion bolstered British imperial confidence and authority. The British Empire continued to expand its global influence without the loss of one of its most valuable colonies. Slower global democratization. The absence of a successful American revolution could slow the spread of democratic ideals worldwide, as the United States play a role in promoting democracy and republicanism would be no existence, non-existence. Influence on the French Revolution. The American Revolution served as an inspiration for the French Revolution. Without the successful American example, the course of the French Revolution and its impact on Europe might have been altered. The Industrial Revolution. The British Empire's access to the resources and markets of North America may accelerate the Industrial Revolution, leading to a different economic and technological developments. Altered Immigration Pattern. The absence of the United States as a destination for immigrants changes global migration patterns, potentially impacting the cultural diversity of North America and other nations. While this scenario envisions an enduring British rule over North America, it also underscores the complex and interconnected nature of history. The trajectory of the world and the principles of governance could be significantly different without the establishment of a United States and independent nation. So I believe, this is my, my belief only, I, I believe that had the, um, had the U.S. lost the Revolutionary War, I think that uh, England would have probably, let me just get some, uh, let me just get some resources here. So I personally believe that had that taken place, um, I think the British would have been comfortable uh, possibly, possibly just centering, uh, maybe just west of, to the west, mostly Indianapolis, maybe Indiana, uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Mississippi. I think that would have been the way that the country probably would have looked back then. If that would have happened I think that um, the French would have never sold uh, would have never made the Louisiana purchase so in essence you would have what you have in Canada uh, with the with the, with the province of Quebec you probably would have that here with the state of Louisiana 
Arkansas, Missouri, Iowa, all the way to Minnesota, and uh, the Dakotas, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma. So you would have the British influence mainly in the east. I think the middle of the country would have been um, French-speaking, sort of what's going on in Quebec. I think that Texas would have would have eventually become its own um, its own country. And I believe that in the in the middle, sort of like the Colorado states, New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, I think those those land there would have probably come under some kind of in, uh, control of Native Americans. And then you would have, you probably would have Mexico, um, Mexico with a large chunk of what we consider California, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, all the way to Oregon, perhaps uh, Washington. So uh, the United States as we know it would have been made up of uh, probably four different countries, um, a union of Native American Indians. Uh, you would have a larger country of Mexico. You would have possibly a French-speaking colony and um, a British sovereignty located mostly to the to the eastern uh, United States. Now, um, how would have that changed? Mexico, I think that uh, having a colony, that uh, a large, broad colony, uh, supported militarily by France, I think Mexico would have looked very different when they had the Mexican-French War. Uh, you would have had uh, more places for the French to set up and invade uh, maybe the northern part of Mexico. But let alone, I don't. Uh, if that would have, you know, our, our U.S. map would have looked completely different. That's a very cool scenario. Navy says you need to remember that Britain was still in control of Upper Canada and Lower Canada after the war. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. And then, you know, um, would the British have ever given up sovereignty? No, I don't think they would. I think the Brits would probably ended up maybe um, probably moving the capital of England to that side of the U.S. and run things from there. Uh, you know, it lends more to business and industry. Yeah, very, very interesting scenarios, huh? Let's see what other what if. If you guys have any what if scenarios that you would like me to cover right now, you can mention them into our uh, top chat. Let's see. The next one I'll be talking about it's uh, what if President John F. Kennedy had survived the assassination attempt on November 22, 1963. His continued presence in office would have had significant implications for both the United States and the world. So here are some key aspects of how history might have unfolded differently. One, the civil rights movements. Uh, JFK was a proponent of civil rights and his survival could have resulted in more substantial substantial progress in civil rights regulations and legislations during his presidency. The Civil Rights Act of 1964, which was signed into law after his death, might have been enacted earlier and in a slightly different form. The Vietnam War. Kennedy had already uh, initiated U.S. involvement in Vietnam, but his approach was less committed to a large-scale military escalation than his successor, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson. If JFK had survived, it's possible that the United States involvement in Vietnam might have been more limited or had had a different trajectory altogether. The Cuban Missile Crisis JFK's handling of the Cuban Missile Crisis is often praised for adverting nuclear conflict with the Soviet Union. If he had survived, his approach to Cold War diplomacy might have continued to shape the U.S. and Soviet relations. The Space Race Kennedy's commitment to space exploration led to the Apollo program, 
and to the moon landing of 1969. If he had lived, the pace and focus of space exploration might have evolved possibly differently, possibly with more ambitious goals in the decades that followed. Economic policies. Kennedy advocated for tax cuts to stimulate economic growth, and his economic policies might have influenced subsequent administrations' fiscal approaches. In regards to healthcare, JFK was interested in healthcare reform, and his survival could have led to an early effort to expand access to healthcare for Americans. The election of 1964, JFK might have run for re-election in 64. If he had won, it would have impacted the careers of other prominent politicians, including Lyndon B. Johnson, who became president after JFK's assassination. Global relations would have been different. Kennedy's foreign policy approach emphasized diplomacy and the avoidance of nuclear conflict. His continued leadership might have, been, might have led to different dynamics in U.S. relations with the Soviet Union, China, and other global powers. Social and cultural influences, JFK's charisma and influence on popular culture would have continued to shape the 60s and beyond. His continued presence could have influenced social and cultural developments during that period. Assassination attempts. JFK's survival might have prompted heightened security measures and vigilance against future assassination attempts on political leaders. It's important to note that these are speculative scenarios, obviously, and the course of history is influenced by a multitude of factors and events, but if JFK had survived, he would have undoubtedly resulted in different presidential legacy and historical outcomes. Very interesting. I always wonder about that. That's pretty interesting. Now, you guys always are free to call if you want to talk about anything at all. Yeah, JD says, but we never did land on the moon. As I was reading that, I was thinking that on the back of my head. <laughs> That's crazy. How about this one? How about a hypothetical scenario? What if Ronald Reagan had been assassinated? The hypothetical scenario of President Ronald Reagan being assassinated during his time in office would have had a profound consequence on the United States and the world. Here are some of the key aspects to consider. Vice President George H.W. Bush. If President Reagan had been assassinated, Vice President George Bush would have assumed the presidency. This would have occurred during the height of the Cold War and the Reagan administration's strong stance against the Soviet Union. Bush's foreign policy approach might have differed from Reagan in some aspects. While Bush's was also an anti-communist, his diplomacy style was different and his administration might have taken alternative approaches to negotiation with the Soviets, with armed controls agreements and relations with other nations. Economic policies. Reagan's economic policies, often referred to as Reaganomics, include tax cuts, deregulations, and focus on free market principles. If Reagan had been assassinated, Bush might have pursued different economic policies, possibly with more emphasis on fiscal responsibility. The Iran-Contra affair, or the Iran-Contra scandal, which involved the covert sale of arms to Iran and the diversion of funds to Contra rebels in Nicaragua, occurred during Reagan's presidency. If Reagan had been assassinated, the investigation and outcomes of this scandal might have unfolded very differently. The Reagan administration had a significant impact on domestic policies, including social issues, health care, and education. A Bush presidency might have taken a different approach to these economic domestic challenges. If Reagan had been assassinated before the 84 election, uh, George uh, Bush would have likely been the Republican nominee. The outcome of the 84 election against Democratic candidate Walter Mondale would have depended on the price of the public's response of Reagan assassination and Bush's leadership style. Reagan's presidency was also associated with conservative resurgence in American politics and a shift to the right. An early departure from office might have influenced the trajectory of conservative movement and the Republican Party. The assassination of a sitting U.S. president would have prompted a reevaluation of security measures for high-ranking officials and public figures. It could have influenced how the Secret Service and other security agencies operate. 
and uh, Ronald Reagan's legacy would have been forever tied to the circumstances of his assassination. His achievement and policies might have been reevaluated or viewed differently in the years following his death. It's amazing how one man, <coughs> one man can influence so many things, huh? Let's go with this one. Uh, what if the Beatles had never existed? If the Beatles have never existed, the world of music and pop popular culture could have been very, very significantly different. The Beatles, one of the most influential and successful bands in history, left an indelible mark on music, fashion, and social dynamics. Here are some key points to consider in a scenario where the Beatles never existed. Musical landscape. The absence of the Beatles would have created a void in the musical landscape of the 60s. Other British invasion bands like the Rolling Stones, the Who, and the Kings might have taken on a more prominent role in shaping the decade's music. This would have led to a cultural impact. The Beatles were not just a, a musical phenomenon. They were cultural icons who influenced fashion, art, and youth culture. Without them, the counterculture and cultural revolution of the 1960s might have unfolded extremely different. Songwriting and recording techniques. The Beatles' innovative songwriting and recording techniques revolutionized the music industry. Concepts like concept album, studio experimentation, and multi-track recording might have not become as widespread without their influence. Pop music evolution. The evolution of pop music would have followed a different path. The, the Beatles' experimentation with various genres from rock and roll to psychedelia helped expand the possibilities of popular music. The Beatles' success opened the doors for many other British artists or bands. The British music scene might not have gained the same inter uh, international prominence in the absence had the Beatles never existed. Without the Beatles, the individual careers of John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr would have pursued different, different musical endeavors. It's possible that some of them would have achieved success in their own rights, but their collective impact would be totally absent. Impact on music business. The Beatles' success reshaped the music business, leading to changes in the way artists were managed, marked, and promoted. The absence of their role model would have resulted in different industry practices. Cover bands. Many cover bands and tribute bands have emerged, focusing on the Beatles' music. In a world without the Beatles, these acts might have centered around other influential bands or artists. A global phenomenon. The Beatles were a global phenomenon, fostering a sense of unity and shared cultural experiences. The absence of their worldwide fame could have had ripple effects on global pop culture. Alternative music movements. The rise of the alternative music, punk, and other sub-genres of the late 20th century might have taken different forms or emerge at different times without the influence of the Beatles. It's important to recognize that while the Beatles had an immeasurably impact on music and culture, they were not the sole drivers of all, of all musical and social changes in the 20th century. Other artists and movements played significantly roles in shaping the world as we know today. However, a world without the Beatles would undoubtedly be one of different trouts, would undoubtedly be one with a different soundtrack and cultural landscape. Without the Beatles, no Rolling Stones. Yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe, may, or maybe, maybe not. John Lennon says maybe not Rolling Stones. Maybe not, not, not as good of a Rolling Stone because it wouldn't. You know, you don't have anybody to compete. You kind of stand to slack off a little bit. You know. Yeah, but that, that that's an interesting thing. How are you, Tim? Good to see you here, buddy. Was there a Beatle connection with Aleister Crowley? Mm -hmm. I don't know. The, uh, the Beatles involved themselves with all kinds of weird things, so I, I wouldn't doubt that. What about you guys? Post something in the chat. What other what-if scenarios would you have liked? And I can do some research here and then read it out loud. Um, I'm trying to think of some.
guess a little bit of time to see if you uh no I, I know that the Beatles do you think Charles Manson got helter skelter if it wasn't for the Beatles no probably not uh yeah I know that uh I mean there was a bunch of people on the cover of uh Sergeant Peppers um I don't know if you know it, at one point there was a Hitler was on the cover of, of Sergeant Peppers as well and uh you can find some pictures uh, online where Hitler's present. So not necessarily because you put somebody in your Avro cover, uh, it means that you do or follow any other practices. Uh, let's see here. Uh, save image. One second here, guys. One second. I'm just looking for. Um, I want to post a photo here so you guys can take a look at it. Yeah, so there you have it. This is an outtake from Sergeant Peppers and the arrows pointing to where Hitler would have been on the album. So yeah, they had him originally there and they, they decided to take him off. Let's see. Um, Civil War, yeah, I already, Clutch, I already talked about the Revolutionary War, if there wasn't, if the U.S. had lost the Revolutionary War. Uh, and then Tim says, dude, they were totally influenced by Aleister Crowley, so they, so I know Led Zeppelin for sure. Um, I know that Led Zeppelin had a strong connection, especially Jimmy Page, he was like totally into that witchcraft and craziness. You know, and a lot of uh, Led Zeppelin's uh, motifs and the way that everything looks uh, had a, a big influence. Song lyrics, um, the symbols and everything had big time. I think that, uh, I think, let me see, uh, that's hard to... So there was five historical uh, five historical figures that were erased from the Sgt. Pepper's cover album. Christ, yeah, it was Jesus Christ, actually. There was a picture of Christ that was uh, initially there, and then it was, uh, it was removed. Like we talked about, Hitler was also there, and it was removed. Uh, Gandhi was also part of the initial picture, and it was removed. And... Sir Joseph Lockwood, chairman of the record label EMI, was concerned that Gandhi's presence on the cover could be considered sacrilegious in India and jeopardize album sales, so they took him out. And then Leo, uh, Leo Gorsi, uh, when Mr. Lockwood initially saw the concept album of Sgt. Peppers, he rejected the design before he felt that living celebrities would object to the use of their image and sue the record company. Elvis also was in the uh, initial cover of uh, Sgt. Peppers. Um, So according to the reason that he was removed from the cover, according to Paul McCartney, he says that the Beatles placed Elvis Presley on such a high pedestal that they didn't want him to be just another face in the crowd. Uh, Elvis was too important and too far above the rest even to mention, said McCartney. He was more than a pop singer. He was Elvis the king. Uh, 
Let me see. The reason, the reason why Jesus was removed from the cover. Um, Lennon picks came just small. So everybody had really a pick on who they wanted to do. Uh, but they felt that uh, this came, Lennon's pick came just months after he told the London Evening uh, Standard interview that the Beatles were more popular than Jesus. So they, they, the quote sparked little notice when originally printed, but then created a big stir in the United States during the summer of 66. So yeah, that was uh, in order to kind of re avoid reliving that, they decided against it. Very interesting. Uh, JD also commented that Led Zeppelin brought the lake cabin of Crowley, was called the tool shed, and I believe the same tool shed uh, you hear in the, in the stairway when he played in reverse. Yeah. Yeah, I know that he, he bought uh, Allison, uh, Alistair's Crowley old house and they did rituals in there. Yeah, no, no, no. He was, uh, Jimmy Page was definitely involved in some occult uh, activities. Well, let's get back to the topic at hand. Um, you guys are welcome to chime in. Let's see what else. Um, okay, this one would have been this would have been interesting. And I think with this one, I'm going to close today. Uh, what if September 11 attacks would have never occurred? So the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks, often referred to as 9/11, had a profound and lasting impact on the world. Imagining a scenario in which 9-11 never occurred in a complex, as a complex exercise, that it was have altered numerous aspects of international relations, security policies, and global dynamics. Here are some key implications of the world without the 9-11 attacks. One of them would have been U.S. foreign policy. So the absence of a 9-11 would have likely led to a different trajectory in U.S. foreign policy. Uh, the war on terror, including the invasion of Afghanistan and Iraq, may not have taken place or occurred at all. Afghanistan, without the 9-11 attacks uh, as a casus belli, uh, the United States may not, have uh, may not have invaded Afghanistan. The Taliban may have remained in power, potentially affecting the country's stability and human rights situation. Iraq. The invasion of Iraq in 2003 was justified in part as part of the war on terror. In a world without 9-11, the decision to evade Iraq may not have made right and might have faced different justifications. Global security measures. The extensive security measures implemented worldwide in response to 9-11 may not have been stringent or extensive affecting air travel, border security, and counter-terrorism efforts. Policies and legislation. The U.S. Patriot Act, as well as other counter-terrorism laws and policies, might not have been enacted or may have been less sweeping in scope without the catalyst of 9-11. International relations. The relationship between the United States and other nations, particularly in the Middle East, might have evolved differently without the events of 9-11. Diplomatic relations and alliances could have taken alternative paths. Economic impact. The economic repercussions of 9-11, including the immediate financial losses and long-term impacts on industries such as aviation and tourism, would have been averted. Media and culture. The absence of 9-11 would have affected the media landscape and cultural expressions. Film, literature, and art influenced by the post-9-11 world may not exist in the same form. Counterterrorism focus. The priorities of intelligence agencies and law enforcement worldwide would have been totally different, potentially impacting the allocation of resources and efforts. Travel and migration. Travel restrictions and immigration policies could have evolved very differently, affecting the movement of people across borders, across countries. And global opinion, the global perception of the U.S. and its role in international affairs would have been very different, potentially influencing global attitudes towards American foreign policy and intervention. I, you know, post post 9/11, pre and post 9/11, I think in my generation, um, I dare to say, 
after World War II, I think 9-11 is probably the most important things that has occurred to the United States and the world because the, 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 there's a very distinct change of what the U.S. used to be pre and post. The world in the U.S., mostly the U.S. changed dramatically for the worst after that. Um, you know, it, it, it has never been the same in, in many aspects. In some of the ones that I just talked about, but it's just the feeling of being vulnerable, um, which you have never would have imagined in the past, you know? It's something that I, uh, I, I, I have experienced firsthand. Uh, and, and it's very interesting when you analyze that, how that one act just totally impacted the way that the U.S. and the world um, is, the trajectory that they took up until today. Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you for listening tonight. Um, I appreciate I appreciate you guys, and um, I'll be back tomorrow, seven Pacific time to eight uh, eight o'clock. Um, have a good night, guys. And again, thank you for listening. God bless you guys. Bye bye.